Welcome to the Leadership Podcast, brought to you by LifeWest, the Chiropractic College. I'm your host, Dr. Ron Oberstein. And I'm your host, Dr. Mary Oberstein. And we're excited to have you join us as we bring special guests in the world of health, leadership, business success, and chiropractic. Our mission is to create a brighter future for humanity, and we are thrilled to walk this journey with you. Enjoy this episode, and thank you for being with us today. Well, hello, everybody. Dr. Ron Overseen, president of Life Chiropractic College West, and welcome to another edition of our Life West Leadership Line. Today, I have someone that really needs no introduction. You can just probably see, uh, you know, uh, it's a gentleman who's sitting with B.J. Palmer <laughs> right, right behind him, over him, looking at him, just like that. T- today, we have the one and only Billy DeMoss. Um, I'll give you a, a brief history because most of you should know who Billy is. Billy is an 85 graduate from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic. Uh, he's been in the Costa Mesa, Newport Beach area since he graduated. Uh, been practicing. He's in his 37th year, still in the trenches, still you know adjusting every day or whatever days he's working in his office and uh, still delivering the message of love and chiropractic. Um He's been involved in a lot of things in the state of California throughout his 37 years, from whether it's political to philosophy meetings to things like that. You might know him as the founder of CalJam, a phenomenal event that takes place uh, every year. And uh, that's now going on, I think, 14 years of CalJam and um, just bringing chiropractic rock and roll and, you know, good philosophy and good speakers to to California so people from all over the world can fly in. And uh, he's just doing amazing things. But most of all, he's an amazing person. And a lot of you um, maybe haven't got to know Billy, like who he is in his heart, which we'll be able to touch into today. And he's got a lot of wisdom within him that, that we'll be able to get a bunch of pearls dropped on us as we move forward. So, Billy, thank you, man. Thanks for being with us today on the on the leadership line. It's great to have you. It's truly an honor, Ron. And I just want to say how much I love and appreciate you as well. Well, I appreciate it. That I was appreciate. a great introduction, by the way. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's better that than a, than, than a, than a what is it, a, at a funeral, you know? He lived a beautiful well, life. It's <laughs> just times I feel like people well, are doing eulogies when they introduce me, right? Like, uh, you could tell it came from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I could have, I could have, uh, I, if that's the only way I, lo- I know how to speak. So, um, but let's jump into it, man. Cause you know, I want to just kind of talk about, um, yeah, I think a good starting point is this. I mean, listen, you know, I've been 43 years, 42 years, you're 37. We're not that far apart. Um, you know, we have a long history, you know, going back when I was in San Diego and you were in, you know, you were in Costa Mesa, Newport beach. Um, Let's just talk about the profession. You know, first of all, you're still practicing 37 years. I think that says a lot, you know, and you know, share about that. Uh, I, I just posted about that two days ago that I'm so blessed to be a chiropractor. I'm so blessed to be chosen by God to be a chiropractor. And I mean, I literally, you know, I have an amazing life and it, it's just a balanced thing for me. I mean, I'll surf during the day and then I'll come to the office and hang out with my peeps. And I just love the family I have here. I mean, it's like I, I'm going to a party every day because it's a celebration of life and, and you give people their lives back. I mean, it's just, it's hard to describe to people that don't do it. I mean, a lot of chiropractors obviously feel what I feel, 
Uh, but I can never see myself retiring because I, I enjoy it and love it so much. And I love being around the kids and not all of them, but most of the kids are great. <laughs> Some of them are you know, problem children. That's what we're working on that. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with sugar, uh, but it's just, it's just an amazing, there's nothing better than being a chiropractor. My, I can't think of anything that would even compare to being a chiropractor. I mean, you could be a rock star, but, or you could be a movie star or whatever, but I still don't think that reciprocation of love that you get from being patients and your people is going to be at the same level that we get, because you really literally, you change people's lives and you change the way they think and you get them in new directions and you get them to experience a life at their innate potential, which they were never living before because they were subluxated and they had nerve interference and they eating crap and all the things right. that people do contribute to disease in their bodies. So it's just, a, it's, I love it. I, I right. And, and, and you know, the cool thing is too, and is that, I think one of the biggest blessings we have is to be able to educate people about innate intelligence. And I'm not saying that we have to say the word innate intelligence, but educate them that there is an intelligence within them that is running their body. You know, whether they, whether they choose to believe it or not, you know, if they, if they, you know, drink poison, it's going to affect their body. And if they put healthy things, if you have nerve interference, it's going to affect the body. And when you remove nerve interference that we don't do the healing. And that's such a beautiful message, clean and pure, you know? And that's one of my favorite things about practice. I, I mean, I just did my orientation Tuesday. I do it every other Tuesday. And then I inter I'm intermingled nutrition and detoxification and EMF workshop, all the workshops that I do that things that interest me doing a big cancer workshop coming up. And I'm, again, I don't, teach people this is a treatment for cancer. I try to teach people things that they can do to prevent it by working with that innate intelligence and to get them expressed at a higher level. Uh, and innate, you can say innate now. I, I, I was kind of concerned about, you know, because when I was going to school, innate was one of those things. I was at, like, <laughs> you, you can talk about that because it was one of those fictitious things, but you can hear guys like, everybody says innate now. You I, it's very true. Very, yeah, they go innately. I was right. led to the boat, you know, that kind of, you know, and I, and I started sailing. It's very true. And, and right. yet, you know, it's so cool that people have the opportunity. You, you were with us. I want to say it was a 90 something. I can't remember the exact year when we had Herbert Ross Reaver in Costa Mesa. Remember that? Yeah, and, I should do. It was Reaver. It was probably Fred Barge because I, I actually rolled sushi at that party, too. I came up to that the big party they had upstairs. It was at the Red Line. I think it was right. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I actually made T-shirts up for that that I still see some people wearing. I mean. Who else was there? It was uh, Jimmy. Your band, yeah. Grasson, Grasson was there. Sigapoose yeah, was Grasson. there. Yep. Right. Yep. Jerry Klum. Um, tons of people were there. And, and you know, the probably the most, and Billy, you, your band played that night at the after party. Yeah, we were horrible. But <laughs> well, you know, I thought you were great. I thought you were great. You're just much better now, you know, however you want to look at it, it's all relative, but I will tell you this, the thing that, the thing that hit me the most, the most profound words that came out of Re Dr. Reaver's uh, mouth that night was just a very simple sentence. Somebody asked him, we had two microphones lined up in the back. People were lined up to ask questions, if you remember that. And someone said to him, how'd you, you, know, how'd you start a practice? How did you do it? You know, da, da. And he just said, when, we, when I graduated school, I was just so excited to tell the world about innate intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it was like, Boom, dude, it's what it is. I mean, it's not about the seven or 12 or maybe there's 50 danger signals. I don't know. You know, maybe the danger signals go up every time they add a new vaccine. I'm not sure. But it's like, 
It's so simple. Just tell them where the power comes from and tell them that there's an intelligence within, you know, it's like, and I, I, I love that, you know, that you, you stay so pure to the message, you know? Well, Ron, as obviously, you know, that, uh, I came out of a school that didn't really promote that philosophy at all. And I had to get it outside of, like, I've got a new intern that's working with me now and he's going to a different, obviously the college down here. He, he was going to Iowa, but I think he, decided to move back out here for whatever reason. But I mean, I remember early on, we would go surf in Baja Malibu in Mexico, and then we would come back. We'd always schedule to come back to your office. And I mean, I learned from people like you and the, the people I had at DE Barge, Ian Grossman, Jimmy Gregg, Sotili, all these people really transitioned me from this uh, metapractor that I was into, you know, somebody that understood the philosophy and the philosophy is so beautiful, so pure. And it's like, I don't need science to back up what I, you know, as far as the philosophy is concerned, it's all common sense, man. I mean, if you live congruent to your genes, you're going to have better health. And if you're eating crap and not living congruent, you're going to have disease and dysfunction in the body. And, you know, that's how I teach my patients. It's, it's just, it's, it's, there's no questions about, you know, if you drop a ball or like, you know, uh, Sid Williams to do. He dropped the key. The the every time. I don't need science to prove that's that going to happen every time. Okay. And it's the same thing with chiropractic. It's like you remove the nerve interference and the body's going to express at a higher level. I'm not trying to cure your sinus problems, your headaches. What I'm doing is I'm moving the bones. The body's going to heal itself because the body, as we know, is a self-healing organism. If you cut yourself, that cut's going to heal. You don't have to think about it or do a science project on it to figure out what's going to happen. It's done innately. And that's just the way it works. And I, it's, it's that when you communicate to patients on that level, they get it, man. And they get it. And I mean, they, and I get them to understand you don't get sick from germs. You get sick because you have your, your immune compromise and everything that we can do to raise up your immune system by raising your innate potential, by removing nerve interference and doing all the other things that I teach people. I can call the mixer a lot because I think it's important to eat right and exercise and detox and sleep and all the things that I think are important to contribute to a higher innate expression. It's just all frigging common sense. You know, it's basic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, so, so let's do this. I want to, I'm going to name drop. What I want to do is do, let's play a name association game, right? I'm going to say a chiropractor who probably was formulative in, in your years, you know, you know, go on, we're going to go back to some of the names that you mentioned and just take 15 to 20 seconds, which would probably for you would be 30 to 45, but that's okay. <laughs> Same thing with me. Don't just pin it on me. Fuck just as much as I, <laughs> but, but just take, just, just give me a couple sentences on how they impacted you, okay? So let's start with Sid Williams. Sid Williams was a, a leader, a huge leader. He wasn't my favorite at DE, but he, I always, and I was really impressed by the fact that he had put that together. And uh, DE was probably the biggest influence in, in changing me from that metapractor to uh a chiropractor and, and it was Sid and the whole movement of DE and also Fred Schofield, which I'll, I'll put him in there because I think he needs credit because he's really helped me feel comfortable in my own skin and be who I am, yeah. which, because he was that. And I, and I, that's what transitioned too. So. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just, I was just with Fred a couple weeks ago. Uh, still same thing, man, in the trenches, rocking and rolling, doing his thing, you know, and uh, just great. All right. Another name, Ian Grassham. 
Ian Grossom was, what was that statement he always used to yell from the stage? At, at the end of his talk, he would always yeah, say, free at last, free at free last. last, free at last, free at last. He was Thank just God almighty, a, I'm free at last. I mean, I, it was just like, those were true. That, that was just such an amazing time to be going to seminars and stuff because those people just really just took me. To, I, you know, I used to come home from DE and, and listen to guys like Ian and I would be so motivated. I would go. The only thing that would take me to the next level was if they had ACDC playing on. That's what gave me the idea to do Cal Jam is layer all the just that information and that energy and put music on it to take it to the next level. But Ian was just he was so articulate and he was funny. And it was just, you know, I would like I would sit in the front row and just absorb that stuff from these guys, you know, and, you know, it's just. He would talk about how he drove the, the Volkswagen van around and wore the hippie clothes and, you know, how they just went and rock and rolled. And they had these amazing practices and they were so flamboyant at the same time, but it's just so on purpose with just philosophy and just the love. He was a love. He was a love bug. I mean, it's just hard. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of sad, you know, when these guys pass away because it's just like part of our lineage back to our, you know. Right. Right. Well, we're going to flash these names underneath. So that people can go. If you haven't heard Ian or had haven't heard Dr. Sid or the other names I'm gonna throw out right now, um, just go YouTube. So quick, where do we get old tapes of that stuff? Because I would love to listen to those recordings. I made tapes back in the day. Uh, a, a few like I have Ian tapes, but I would love to get more of that. I'll tell you what I have, and I'll tell you what they're doing right now at the college. I, I went through my storage unit and I dug out a ton of stuff. I've got the 1995 uh a double cassette book with, you know, 12 tapes in it, whatever it is from the centennial. Right. Oh, wow. I've got Ian, I've got all these other people. So they're taking them right now and they're digitizing them. And so I've got work studies at the college doing that. They're digitizing them and I'll, I'll get them out. I'm going to, because it, I, I, you know, they're just going to be, we're going to put them on the, on the, on the life West site and just have a, have an air where anybody can go and listen to them. So we'll, we'll put it out and let people know, but they, you know, you talk about Ian and we talk about Sid and then, you know, you got to bring in uh, Jim Sigafoos. So how, how Jim Sigafoos touch you? Jim Sigafoos was another of those guys that was just definitely uh himself you know i mean he didn't worry about what people thought and that was really kind of uh transitional for me too because when i got out of school i thought i had to be the white coat you know professional doctor and check your blood pressure you know and it was just hearing those guys that you're know, talking about throwing their freaking ultrasound unit down the steps and taking off the chains of all just being a metapractor and uh, you know, I hung out with those guys a lot. I mean, because I was John Babbitt, who was a big influence for me as well as one of my good friends. He's the one that dragged me to D, but he was good friends with the Sigafoos. So we go hang out with the family and hang out with Jim Sigafoos and his wife. And it was just, uh, yeah, he was a crazy, he was crazy, you know? And, I, and again, I, that gave it, it made it okay for me to be a little crazy, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you got to be a little bit crazy if your goal is to change the world, you know? And it, it's just, it, when you're going against the grain of everything, everybody's been brainwashed to believe, you know, which is coming, people are starting to see the light and all that stuff now, which is absolutely, great. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, you, what you said, the, the word that you said was freedom. And that's what, you know, Ian said, of course, you know, free at last. That's the old Martin Luther King you know, line free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Um, 
But it really is about being free, isn't it? You know, success is about being free. You look at a guy like Elon Musk, you look at all these people, love him, hate him, it doesn't matter. If you look at the same traits, they are true to themselves, right? Right. And that's really what it's about. And that's what is about inside out living or, you know, living innately, right? Um, you know, it's truly just being free, you know, but I think that people have to understand something too, because, you know, they can see you at Cal Jam and you can come out with different wigs on and different outfits for, for you know, the performances that you do and things like that. I know, you know, yeah. uh, same yeah, barber. Right. We've been going to the same barber for many years, right? Just, you know. Right. Um, it's we have such good looking heads, bro. I got it. I got it. But what I, what, what people might not know is what you look like in practice. Right. I mean, I wear a tie every day, dude. I dress freaking, I wear tailored clothes. I'm into looking good because my, my dad taught me that. God bless my dad. I love him, dude. I'm going to cheer up a little bit. I got to call him after I get done with the call. I, you got to be better dressed than your best dressed client. He taught me that a lot. He used to wear a suit to work every day. And I was, I totally respected that, you know, and, you know, you see, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be negative or anything, but I see just people going to work and torn up jeans and T-shirts. And that's fine if that makes them feel good. But I think chiropractic needs a little bit more respect than that. And that's just my opinion. I'm Got it. frigging, oh, I almost dropped an F-bomb. I'm frigging old school. You know, I, I have old school traits. I like people answering my phones and I like, you know, I don't, I just think it's important to be representative and be professional. And to me, you don't have to wear a tie. I get, I get it. But I like ties. In fact, I was t- talking to one of my patients. I like a nice friggin' tailored suit. I like to look badass. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, look good. Look, and yeah. everything else contributes. You know, you got to take care of the body and, you know, you got to be high energy and you got to, you got to walk your talk, man. Absolutely. You know, you got to be, be who you you are chiropractics are we're professionals. We're at the highest level and respect it. And that's just people probably pissed that I said that, but that's, I am who okay. I am. It's okay. Hey, listen, I, I, I teach two individual classes, not courses, but I go in for in a, in, in a one class in chiropractic history. And I do another one in chiropractic um, uh, professionalism. And so I teach this thing on professionalism, the seven, seven signs of professionalism, right? One is, you know, presentable how you know how do you present yourself right and like you said old school right you know you know you can never you only have one chance to make a first impression you should always be better dressed than your best dress best dressed client right and that's cool and then i got and then there's you know my daughters wear blue jeans because that's just where they're at right and they do really well and and doing what they're doing so whatever works for somebody but one of the things that i i told i tell the class is this and back in 1983 or yeah, 83, I was in Boston, Massachusetts practicing and I was still wearing the clothes that I graduated with, you know, at the end of 81, you know, when I, when I left life college in Marietta, Georgia, you know, there was, you know, $2 pants, $50, 50 cent shirt, the 25 cent tie. And I'm still wearing this stuff. And, and Guy Reekman calls me up and says, Hey man, I want you to go do this seminar. I go, what's the seminar? He said, Robert Ponte dressed for success. And I'm looking like, you see a camera and you think I'm not dressed? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I just did it. I just want you to go. He goes, if you don't like it, I'm going to pay for it, right? Because it's unbelievable. And I just, and I just thought that you, you'd really like it. I go, okay. So he was coming about a month later, went to the seminar, and it was incredible. Like I ripped apart royally, which was good, lovingly, you know. You know and I, I left that seminar going, I have nothing to wear. And Reekman calls me up on that Sunday night and says, how was it? 
And I go, you little, you know, whatever. I said, I can't go to my office tomorrow. I can't put those old clothes on, you know, after what I learned this time. So he said, well, you got to go buy new clothes. I go, yeah, well, what do I do? And he goes, well, why don't you fly out here? He was was living in Beverly Hills at the time. I flew out. I said, what should I take? What what do I need to bring with me? He said, just bring about, I don't know, $7,000, you know, and we'll buy some clothes. And I'm going... So I go to the bank and I take out $7,000 and I fly over there the next week. It's a lot of money back then. <laughs> yeah, but I flew over there and I'm thinking, Billy, I'm going to come back with like, you know, the Queen of Sheba, you know, people walking with poles and having trunks of clothing and that stuff. The first story we went into was in Beverly Hills on on, uh, on Rodale Drive, Brioni, Brioni store, $995 for a blue cashmere blazer. And I went, holy crap, this money's going to go really, really quick. You know, with like, you know, my, my the vision of what I was coming back with. But anyways, what the moral of the story, what I tell them is, is that when I came back to my practice, my volume didn't change, but my collections went up. A right. Minimum, a minimum of $6,000 a month, a minimum. Now, I'm in New volume Court. didn't change. That's the whole thing. I don't want to look like a friggin'. I mean, people come in and the, the office is tight. Everything looks good in the office. My office is a tabernacle of freaking chiropractic. Let me interject too. I'm kind of a wild eight ball, you know, so I kind of put the clothes on to kind of like tone that down a little bit. I mean, if I was wearing <laughs> wigs in the office running around playing ACDC, that would probably be more my style, but I kind of do that to kind of like just bring the energy back into where it should be and be more respectable. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. You know, and, and I'm going to throw out one more name for you. You got to throw out the most important influence. But go who? ahead. Throw it you out. tell me. Fred Barge. Fred Barge. That, that was that was going to be my name anyway. So 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 how did Fred affect you? Fred was amazing. I mean, we used to hang out with him. We I actually went to a seminar down in La Jolla that he put on a long time ago. It was like we showed up. Me, John Babbitt, Fred DiDomenico. Uh, we were huge, huge Fred Barge fans. And it was a Scoliel seminary he was teaching. And then he he took us in the, in the back and adjusted us. And he goes, the reason chiropractors don't get the miracles that we used to get is because they have whoopee technique. And then he just set you and he called it through the floor technique. And you would literally see stars. And it was like you just like got reconnected to the universe, you know, and Another thing is, you know, he was very against exercise, which I didn't understand. You know, it's just men were meant to exercise. They would have been born with hooves. You know, that, that was running. It was running. All those curls, you know, and then we would yeah. at night, we would drink tequila out of snifters. It goes, let me show you how to drink tequila. You put tequila in a snifter. He was just an amazing. He's another character. He dressed up. He was one of those guys that really influenced me as far as dressing up. He always was dressed to the friggin' nines with his ascot ties. And he was just always. And then he would get up and speak at DE. And it was like I would sit in the front row like I was at a Black Sabbath concert. Man. I was just like so enthralled with him. And, he would just articulate and he was just this oracle of just uh, he was an amazing speaker. He spoke with that that friggin Shakespearean kind of like Wisconsin drawl that he had. And it was just like I was just mesmerized. I was just like and the way he just communicated the chiropractic philosophy was like nobody ever did. He was my biggest. Flip. He was the reason I went to D.E. Uh, I mean, I, I read all his books where there was, uh, you know, life without fear. Uh, well, uh one cure, one cause, one cure. I'm having a hard time because then I'm thinking of the other books. You know, are you the doctor? Doctor. He had a book on scoliosis. He had a book on torticollis. He had a book on torticollis. 
And I mean, that's how my technique, as I, I mark x-rays the same way he did, I uh, do pre and post x-rays like he did. And I think that those books should be imperative that, that all students read because it gets back to the roots of uh, chiropractic. He was by far, him and both the Freds were my biggest influence, Fred Barge and Fred Schofield. So I'll tell you and something. you too, you had a huge oh, influence stop, as stop. we No, but seriously, you did. We'd love coming to your office and, you know. It was it me was a good and excuse. You know, the it, was a, it was a good excuse to go surfing down in Mexico because we remember uh, we, we had went, flat. It was just co- coincidence. It was synchronicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Same time we came back. The first Thursday of every month, that was the philosophy meetings at, at, at my office. Remember, they'd be lined up out in the deck and out the porch and, you know, down the hallways. Yeah. It'd be like 60, you know, 70 yeah. chiropractors in there. Um, those were fun days. Yeah, it was like it was Melinda, uh, Melinda, Dr. Melendez was there. The Sheridans were there. Who else yep. was there that I mean? Oh, yeah, tons the, of people. I mean, tons. Yeah, me and Tommy would come up there. You know, my brother Tom. Yep. It was yep. that was early on. Yep. What year yep. was that? that oh, God, like, that that started in the started in like the early nineties, like or late late eighties. I think we yeah, started yeah. in eighty nine, and then, and then it went. Yeah, it continued on until for for many 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 years. I mean. It was just, it was just going. Um, and yeah. Then I started DCS kind of and emulating what you were doing down there here. And yeah, we're still, yeah. And I opened DCS up to the general public now because chiropractors, I couldn't get more than 20 or 30 chiropractors. Like, Oh shit, I'll just invite my patients. And they loved it. And kind of now I'm doing gigs with 800 people, general public here in Huntington beach every other beautiful. month now. It's beautiful. And that's how it has to go. I mean, you know, listen, you've got a lot of badges of honor, you know, being, being knocked off of different social media sites and being put on the most wanted list and, you know, yada, yada. Yeah, it really goes back to when you tell the truth. Yeah. You know, yeah. people people have a hard time with the truth. And it's just what, if they didn't have a hard time with the truth, they just let it be, you know? And, uh, and so, you know, when, uh, you know, BJ used to say that, you know, they'll talk anyways, right? And when they are talking about you, doesn't matter if they're saying good or bad, you know, it's like, you know, they're talking about you and your message is getting out. And that's kind of how it works. You know, I, I'll just share with you one thing about Fred Barge and to our audience also, because, you know, if you could, if you've ever heard Fred speak, like, like Billy just said, you know, this, you know, Shakespearean, uh, Wisconsin fledgling chiropractors, you know, that kind of thing. Um, his greatest love. I have a letter in my office from him. And Fred and I were close. Uh, at one point, he called me up and said, Ron, would you be my vice president? I'm thinking about running for president of the ICA. And I was like, what? I, he goes, yes, I want you. As a, you know, we we, he, we just we talk all the time. Um, he never flew. I don't know if you knew that. Never got on an airplane. If he had to come out to California, go wherever he drove, had a station wagon, drove out. He just had a fear of flying. But Fred's greatest. This is what he, this is what he wrote to me. The greatest six months of his life were when he was sitting as the interim president of Life West. Jerry Klum had surgery. He, had, he needed wow. to get some knee surgery, hip surgery, whatever it was. I remember that. I remember it. Yeah. And he, he just said, Fred was, he, his life was about educating. You know, great adjuster. His father made him work with BJ in BJ's clinic before he came back to Wisconsin to work in the family practice, right? Yep, made him do that. He's strong Gonstead practitioner, but he was an educator and he just, that's all he wanted to do is educate, you know, just 
Wonderful man. Oh man. Hey, let's talk about let's talk about a few things before we end because we're we're kind of hitting that. Let me, hour. let me tell one other story. Let me tell, let me tell you one other story about Fred Barge. He, I had him come speak at a DCS. This is when we had the old warehouse in Costa Mesa, which was just like a it was an industrial warehouse. We decorated it with like right now. I got Gonstead here. I got Fred Barge there. B.J. Palmer there. D.D. Palmer over here. Henry Barge is on the door here because wow. he was influenced Fred. But he came and spoke at a DCS and it was just raining, just like cats and dogs, torrential rain. And, and the, the, the building had a metal roof on it. And we had like 100 guys packed in this room. We smoked cigars in there. And, and, I, and I, I, I went up to Fred and go, can I get you anything to drink? And he goes, no, no I never have a drink before I speak. And then he's looking around the room and everybody's popping champagne. This is back when I used to party. I don't do that anymore. And then Fred goes, Billy, bring me up a Corona. So I brought him up a Corona. I go, can I get you anything that you, do you want a cigar or anything? He goes, no, no, I'm fine. And he goes, Billy, bring me up one of those uh, Macanudo ascots because I knew what he liked to smoke. So he's up in front doing frigging chiropractic philosophy. And I have a tape of it somewhere. And if I ever find that thing, that would be frigging gold. And he's smoking a cigar drinking a beer and just going off on this, just this esoterical chiropractic philosophy. And it's just like mind bending, mind melting. Just, oh, uh, it was just such a cool night. And then he reminded me of that incident is he wrote me a letter that he just loved the experience of being there. He loved how the room was decorated with black lights and everything. And it was just, it's just another one of those things that just, it's hard to explain what happened that night on a quantum level to people if you're not, you weren't there. Yeah. You know, start yeah. trying to have a rock concert, going to U2 concert or whatever, Tom Petty concert, you know, but it was right. just an amazing night. He was yeah. very grateful. He did the same letters. Thing. Yeah. And he always wrote letters. I mean, th those yeah. guys of those days, you know, now it's so easy to send a text or you do an email, but they oh, I write letters. letters. I still send cards. I do it. Old school. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think you said something that was, that was real key just now. You know, it's so easy to to get a CD of a, of a band and listen to it all the time. I go, I don't need to go see them in concert because, you know, I've got the CD. I can listen to whatever I want to. Well, dude, when you see a band in concert, the, it's the experience you're going for. You're not go, you're going to, to rejuvenate your cells, you know, like on, a, on an atomic level, not right. going to hear the song, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's the same thing. Like, you know, we just don't have as many speakers. People would rather just be at home and and be going on Zoom or doing whatever instead of like going to a place and boom, just being in it and walking out with a change, you know, physically happens to their body. Exactly. It, exactly. It. Hey, bro, well, we got to end. talks about that all the time. Dispenders, he measured the energy in the room. It's like all your molecules of all these people and atoms and everything raises the vibration of the entire room to the, an exponential level. Where When you're by yourself, you're not getting that experience. You're yeah. not you're not in the you're not in that you're not bathing yourself in that energy that's created by every single atom that's in that room from every person that's in that room. You know what I'm it's saying? So true. So true. And, you know, listen, I want to bring up one last thing. And I know that you, you know, we we talked before you got on. We just we just finished the wave up a few weeks ago and it was a, just a smashing success at the at the college and oversold it and, you know, had to move people out, students out so we could fit docs in. And, you know, it was just it was really it, it was phenomenal. Talk about energy raising. But but talk about cash. Cal Jam, because so because Cal Jam, are you, is there going to be a Cal Jam coming up in, in 2023? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it the, next year. 
I mean, the, the little things I'm doing at Heineken Beach are like warm ups for what we're doing. I mean, we're getting the music down and uh, I'm putting together a, you know, a roster of speakers. Uh, and the problem is finding a venue. And, and as you know, with the volatility, what's, what's going on in the world, it's like, and we talked about this before we started, it's just like, you don't know when they're going to pull the, the the rug from under our feet. I mean, you can put this whole program together and it's like a year p- production, putting everything together, especially with Caljam, the videos and background videos and the music and the speakers and the vendors and the sponsors. And, you know, people think you're making all this money. And again, by the time you're done, you're just like, you're lucky if you can wring out a few cents out of it, you know, because the cost is like putting, renting a room is not cheap. Production's not cheap. It's just, we got to promote it. So it's just like uh, you do it for the love of changing the frigging planet is why we do this shit, you know? And uh, yeah, I just need to find a venue and we're going to probably have to do what a lot of people have done and gone out of state, you know, like uh, Paul reads gigs in Idaho. Now you got to go to a red state because obviously people in blue states have weaker immune systems and they succumb to the diseases a lot easier than people in red states. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is. I think that, you know, are a little more conservative, have stronger immune systems than people that run around wearing freaking masks and shit like that. But we won't. Well, you, we don't want you to let me know. Masks. You let me know. We'll get it out. We'll get. We'll make sure that our viewers you know, get get to hear about it. And you know, when you get a date, and we'll we'll, we'll definitely put it out. And Billy, I, I just want to say thank you, man. You know, still in the trenches. No, thank you. Well, thank us both. All right, uh, and God bless us both. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm just proud of all the things you've done, and 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 you know, from humble beginnings coming from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, you know, all the way out to L.A. and 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 now in Newport Beach and doing the Oh, not L.A. Doing. Well, LA. L.A.C.C., Whittier, <laughs> wherever the hell you were, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I thought you I lived in L.A. No, 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 no. Whittier. Uh, but but, you know, it's just so cool to see. And, and I and I know that you inspire a lot of a lot of chiropractors and and students and just keep doing it, man, because you know what? They, they have to have that old school stuff going on. I know I'm not going to stop, but uh, but and I know you won't either. You'll, you'll outlast me. So just keep moving forward, doing what you're doing. And uh, and to our viewers, thank you. Thank you for for tuning in. Uh, we drop these life leadership lines every other week. Uh, the opposite weeks, we have our life west, our life by life west that we that we put out. Um, thank you. And keeps we, we have so many viewers who are who are seeing this and keep spreading the word, please. I can guarantee you there are 10 people in your environment that would love to hear what Billy talked about today and uh, just spread it, man. Send the link, you know, let them hear Billy, let them hear what we're doing. And, uh, and I appreciate you for all that you're doing for chiropractic and for the health of humanity. So keep doing what you're doing and keep moving on. Billy, thanks again. And uh, peace and love to all of you out there. We'll see you in another couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today and for the love, commitment, and passion you emanate every day. Together, we know we will make this world a better place.